You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. So on the group today, I had given some algebra. And if you're not on our WhatsApp group, please could you join? So I had given some formula that even I didn't understand, and I wanted some whiz kid here to crack it. Who saw it? You did? Okay. So what's the answer to the first formula? Uh-uh. I thought you guys were smarter than that. Yeah? So all the great schools we went to, you guys couldn't crack that. Okay, what about the second one? Did you get it? Yeah, what's the answer? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So life gives us all these hard formulas. Yeah? And we're always given principles, sets of rules to live by. And today they'll tell you five sure ways to get a guy. Tomorrow they'll tell you two sure ways to ditch him. Is that true? Yeah. Well, before we go get talking, I want us to pray. And we're praying for God to open our hearts because um, apart from a few people that I know here, everybody kind of came alone. And you don't come for this kind of meeting alone. What was funny? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to say thank you. We thank you because it is not topic that's going to be heard this night, but it's your power that is going to be felt. Heavenly Father, we ask that you liberate us as a church. We ask that, Lord, you speak to us. You'll be that voice behind our ears saying, this is the way, walk in it. No member of our church is allowed to make marital mistakes in the name of Jesus. We glorify your name, Lord, because we know that you hear prayers and you answer them. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah. And so I was saying to you about the formulas that they give us and all the things that they say should work, but they don't work. And sometimes we even try not to call, you know, for the girls, they'll say, if a guy is chasing you, um, don't pick up his call the first time. Have you heard it? But you pick up his call the first time, don't you? Yeah, there's just something. And then they say, um, what else do they say, Jane? Sorry, don't call first. Yes. Don't call more than once. Don't reply quick. Oh, like you have a lot you're doing, and he's just one of those things. Yeah, okay. So we're told all these things, and then sometimes we do them, and they don't work. Who agrees? Yeah. And sometimes you don't do any of these things, and things work. True? Yeah. And so it's like sometimes... Life, love, relationships, they're like, a, they're like paradox. You really don't get it. But I was saying to, to someone earlier today, when I was trying to look for very hard formulas, not that I'm great at math, but I said to myself, God knows what I need. He knows what I require. And so for the kind of work that I do every day, I don't need race to power anything. So if I was a physicist, for instance, or I was studying aeronautical engineering, I will need these formulas, correct? Yeah. 
But whether I be physicist, whether I be aeronautical engineer, God has guaranteed me the makeup artist, I the interior designer, you the fashion designer, you the um, you going to space next tomorrow. He's guaranteed all of us success. And so every time I step here, I always come with good news. And the good news is that we would all enjoy marital bliss. You don't say it like you mean it. Yeah. All right. Let me not remind you that there are so many people married out there that are unhappy. There's so many people trying to get out of their marriages. There's so many married people living single. And that's like the worst. Yeah? If I'm single, let me know I'm single. If I'm married, please let me enjoy being married. Are we on the same page? Okay. So tonight, I want to take you through some things that I learned and some things I had wished I had learned earlier. I promised you that I was going to bring my guy. I promised you guys now. Yeah, so can you please make some noise? Thank you. So my guy is here. Did you bring yours? Did you bring your babe? Why are you telling him to shift now? Uh-oh, that's not nice. She did, right? I saw it. Okay. All right, people. So the first place we're going is where that text that I was telling you about actually is. And it's in the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 32, verse 30. And it says, How could one chase a thousand? and two, put 10,000 to flight. How could one chase a 1,000, and two, put 10,000 to flight, unless their rock had sold them, and the Lord had surrendered them? How could one put 1,000 to flight, and two, 10,000? I noticed, and I don't know if you have, that most things are in pairs. Do you notice? And I even tried to look at me, and I realized that whatever was not in pairs, apart from the heart, I think, was in the middle. So you could almost say it's a pair. Correct? Correct? Yeah. No, I'm not? Doctor, I'm not? Tell me. Most. Most, most things, yeah. And so when he said in the beginning that it's not good for us to live alone, I think God kind of knew what he was saying. There's also a scripture that talks about when it's cold, the other person keeping the other warm. Don't, don't get funny feelings. Stop it. We're in church. Right? Talks about that. But then... I also wanted to think about so many other things like when you go running or you go jogging. Isn't it nicer when you're in a group? It's not? Okay, for those people who don't think it is, then you're show-offs. Because people like me, I just want to tag with a pack of people just all the way. 
right? But if you're going on a very long walk, wouldn't you rather walk with someone? You don't? Oh, okay, see, you. Don't talk again. Yeah. And if you're eating, yeah, don't worry, not sharing your food, but if both of you have your own plates, would you like to eat with someone? Yes. And the mobile phone would not be necessary if there was no one to talk to or WhatsApp or Snapchat, true or false. Yeah. And maybe the only reason why you really like Instagram is because you're looking at other people, correct? And when you see something funny, you always like to share with someone. Yeah? So are you the one who would say, come and see, come and see, come and see? Are you that person? Yeah. Life is a lot more fun when you have people to share it with. But it is sad when the people around you are not worth sharing this life's journey with. So the ladies, will, this would resonate with the ladies. After a hard day's job or, you know, you've, 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 you've probably been stressed out at work, you want to hug someone, true? Okay. You'd like to hug someone. And what, what, why, why can't you hug yourself? Have you tried it before? Have you? Try it. How does it feel? Good? Not really. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense to hug yourself, but it makes sense to hug someone, correct? Yeah. And the person hasn't said anything, has not helped you, has not given you a pay rise, but just the fact that you're hugging someone and you're almost, it's, a, it's like physical unburdening. Do you get my point? Like, you are almost exchanging all the stress and pain that you feel, and you're dumping it on someone else. Yeah? Yeah. And then you know the power of sorry. Do you like to hear sorry? Yeah. But how come you don't say it to yourself? Would it have meaning if you said sorry to yourself? Yeah? You, you, you say sorry to yourself? <laughs> yeah. But how would you like to say something? Some, what, I mean, don't you feel good when someone says, Bele. Okay, sorry, don't speak Yoruba. I'm sorry. Don't you like it when someone says, sorry now? Okay, hard crowd. Yeah. But I want to believe that most of us like sorry, and we like empathy, all right? And we like to share the good times, and we like to share the sad times with people, true or false. Yeah. And long after you've dumped your issues or challenges on someone, right, you want someone to remember. Correct? Yeah. Now, also imagine when you want to get something done. How much quicker it is when there are two people. Not two people doing the same task, but two people doing different parts to that task. Isn't it quicker? Yeah. So if you want to load the car, for instance, someone's putting things on the carton and somebody else is carrying the things into the boot, isn't life easier that way? Yeah. The power of two. But I still don't get why all along, and you know, I wrote this on the group, that I don't understand why we only saw one dimension to that mathematical equation. One plus one is equals to two. That's what Primary school, secondary school, we're always taught. But the older I got, the more I realized that 
one plus one, yeah, it's two, but one plus one can be a lot more wholesome than two. So I had this analogy that if you have one orange and you have add another orange, that's supposed to be two oranges, right? Yeah. But the point and the gist for me is that if I drank one orange, right, I should feel the benefit of drinking one orange. Yeah? And if I drank another orange, I should feel like I drank two oranges. But I have an equation that says I will drink two oranges, but I will feel like I drank ten. Has that never happened to you? Really? It's never happened to you. Okay, so I'm going to take you on a journey, and this is where we're going. To experience that mathematical equation that, is, that has a multiplier effect, you need to connect to power. So when you see things from your ordinary eyes, because that's the thing with the natural man, the natural man can't see anything beyond what is just right in front of him can't process anything beyond what is just right in front of him. And as we talk about marriage, and as we talk about the things that we want to achieve and where we want to go, the Bible has said it, that when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, and he obtains favor from God. What happened to the man when he was single? What happened to that addition? So what is that question mark thing that occurred when he took the woman as his wife? And we're going there. Because if you didn't know that if you were in a relationship or you're in a marriage and you shouldn't and you can't afford to base your projections and everything that you're doing on just what I can bring and what you can bring is equal to two, right? Then the journey is going to be a lot slower. Have I made sense to you? Okay. So let's go. And I'm going to take you to the book of Exodus. And this was just about when God had started preparing the Israelites to leave the land of Egypt. And as they were leaving, God gave them certain instructions. And, you know, when you look at those instructions, sometimes you really don't understand where is God going with this. But in 35, Exodus 12, 35, now the children of Israel had done according to the word of, Mo word of Moses that they, were, they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And this was one of the first mysteries that, you know, hit me when walking and listening to instructions from God. I almost want to guarantee you that, you know, two jokers that don't know God may achieve something. But then, two people that know God, that are hearing instructions from God, have mega power. And before I continue with this, we all know about the Nokia 33 and the iPhone analogy. Do you know it? Don't you? You do. Yeah. So if all I want to do with my phone is to receive telephone calls, 
I have no business buying an iPhone. True or false? Yeah. I have no business going to get a smartphone if all I want to do, text messages and calls. But right now, the way our phones are equipped, you can wire money almost anywhere, right? You can do almost anything with these phones. But then, if your smartphone that has the potential to do so much is not as much as even charged, isn't a charged Nokia 3310 better? Correct. Good. And then, if this, your smartphone, does not even have Wi-Fi, is it not as good as a Nokia 3310? Good. And so many of us are loaded, as in we're one single individuals, very loaded with power. You can download apps, you receive, you are able, you have the capacity because that is, that is what has been configured in you. You can hear God, you have the ability to hear and receive instructions. But if you don't charge it, okay, so let's say you even manage to charge it. Come to church every Sunday. Charge your batteries. If you don't get Wi-Fi, you're as good as the person who doesn't believe they serve a living God. Yeah. And so these guys were getting ready to leave where they were. They had been enslaved for years. And can you imagine a neighbor of yours, right, who you can see has a moving van outside his house. Then the person comes to knock on your door and says, please, can you please give me your iPhone, your MacBook? What do you think your reaction will be? Because that's exactly what happened here. The Lord said, go to the Egyptians and ask them for their articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And that sounds ludicrous to anyone who is sane. Jonathan, you, uh, God, I should ask them when they know we are going. In fact, even if you are not going, borrow me your iPhone. I don't understand. Even if you are not going anywhere, please, can I use your MacBook? Can I sit in my living room to use it? That's it. But they were getting information and acting on the information that they got. And so here these guys were. They had collected all these things. And listen to what the Bible says. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So they granted them what they requested. And this is what I love. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. The Bible used the word plundered. Give me our modern day word for that. I don't want to be the one to say it. Help me, guys. They plundered the Egyptians. Sorry? Our everyday English now. Give it to me. Say it. Okay. Sorry? Raided? Yes. Well, let's get a little. Stole. I didn't say it. Though. But let's get there. They 419. They 
plundered, you know, they kind of faffed them, true or false. Yeah. They, they took them out. And then the guys were running. They were running with these valuables. And I want you to picture it, and this is exactly where I'm going. They were running with valuables. They were running with heavy silver and metals and precious stuff. And they were running, not even know where they were going. Think about this. You were told to take things from people that were eventually going to chase you, right? And then you are running, and then right in front of you is what, what, what is in front of you? The sea. And you have nowhere else to go, but you are running towards the sea because you believe someone. You believe the one who gave you an instruction. Yeah. And then you get there, and then it kind of parts. And I'm going somewhere with this. It parts and lets you go through. All right? But it drowns everything that was chasing you. Yeah? Good. What I'm trying to show you is what the power of the supernatural is. Because it can't make sense. The moment it begins to make sense to you, right? You are applying your regular mathematics. But spiritual mathematics requires something else in that equation. And that is listening to God, obeying him, and walking in obedience. That is when life is a constant set of coincidences. What we call it are God incidences. Where things just happen and you just can't understand how it happened, but it works. Now, imagine if one person has the ability to do that. Then you are teamed with another person who can do this. I need you to look me in the eye and tell me that one plus one will be two. When both your lives are constant God incidences. But this is where the enemy is crafty. Because when he's seen two people who have the potential to do exploits, he then uses really petty things to ensure that you're not in agreement. And I want to tread carefully here because sometimes God is saying that person you're with is not your running mate. But at other times, and this is why you need alertness in the spirit, at other times, it's just cobwebs that you need to take care of with your eye on the prize that what we are set to achieve, we will. And I'm going to tell you a story. I remember when my husband and I wanted to move from when we were, where we were staying in Bagada. And my husband had always said it. And you know, this is the thing with walking in the spirit. My husband had always said it. I must be in my own home before I'm 40. How God was going to do it, we didn't know. And so, I mean, I wasn't forced. But the thing with when two people walk in agreement is that sometimes you're not the originator of the idea. But God will plant the idea 
either through one of you or an external, but one person would run with it. And so this is my husband's idea and fixation towards his own home. Maybe I didn't understand it. But that was his constant prayer point. I want to move. And when we checked the bank accounts, we didn't have enough to move. Okay. So maybe the prayer point should be, Lord, provide. That should be the rational. Yeah. But rather... I think it was God-inspired that rather than ask for that, we should ask God for the specific things that we desired in our own home. You see, the things of the spirit are the things of the spirit, and the things of the natural mind are the things of the natural mind. So this was I one day. We had asked for these three things from God, and every time we both knelt down to pray, not knowing where this money was going to come from, we had those three things right before the Most High God. And those three things were not typical three things, but that was also how we're going to know when we reached our own home. So my darling husband found a home. He found a home somewhere in Lekki. We lived in Bagada, by the way. And I'm talking, this was 10 years ago. He found a home. But that home he found didn't have those three things. All right? But what that home did was that it fit the budget. It was a beautiful place. But what it did was that it fit the budget. And we were excited at first until we remembered, ah, God is a covenant-keeping God. And that is why one party Every time, God will use one person out of these two to put, to realign, put you back in check. If you forgot, I have not forgotten. Yeah. But can you imagine how irritating it is when you have found something really good and then somebody has to remind you, <coughs> it's very final. However. Yeah. And so, those three things were missing. Where do we go from here? This is just what we can afford in wh where we want to live. But this is how the story continues. We kept praying. We started everything to seal this deal, but we kept praying. And then one day, I get a call. And I had an office in Lekki at the time. My children schooled in Bagada. And I got this call at around maybe 1 p.m., just an hour shy of closing time. And the person was so angry. Madam, where are you? And in my head, I'm like, good afternoon. I've been waiting here for you. Where are you? And you know, it's typical. My, my natural self would have gone, hey. What happened? What's your name, Seth? But that's the thing with spiritual movements. I was just dull. Madam, I'm waiting for you. You're screaming. Hey, where are you? I'm sure even I, after hearing myself, I was like, hmm? Yeah. 
And he said he was at Avalon. I said, okay, I'll meet you there. And I get there. I didn't know this gentleman. But I'm an interior designer, so I just felt, okay, maybe he booked an appointment for me through my staff. And then the person says, follow me. Yeah. So I followed. And all in my head, I'm like, you know, yeah, you meet some angry clients sometimes, you know. And we drove into the heart of Lekki. And on getting there, the person who was screaming didn't have a key to open the gates. And it was time to pick up my kids. And you know, this person was not very friendly. So I was saying to myself, how do I say this? So, oh God, <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> but I summoned the courage, knocked on his whatever, and I said, please, my driver has got to leave. Can I please sit in your car while we wait for the key? And I expected a little, don't be angry. Oh. I thought the person with the key was there. He said, enter. <laughs> so I entered. And awkward, very awkward silence in the car. And then eventually, the key came. But this was I who actually thought that I was going to do up his space. you know. So I was being very patient. And so we got into the space. you know. And in my head, I was like, yes. I'm going to up for all the times this guy shouted, I'll bill him. And we went round. And then he said, Madam, you don't look like the one person I saw last week. I said, even you, I don't know you. <laughs> he said, hey, you look very different. I said, yeah, well. He said, do you like this house? Eh? I said, I don't understand. He said, eh, are you not the one that asked me for a house inside Lekki? I said, no, I didn't ask you for a house inside Lekki. He said, okay, let's be going. But as we're going down the stairs, and the last time I told this story, I said something happened. Because on the staircase, God brought to me the three things that had been asked for. And so I said, excuse me, sir, and I ran back upstairs. And he followed me, you know, I think the guy was really paranoid. And as soon as I saw what it was that I saw, I recall that I, I was wearing high heels. I took off my shoes. And I'm sure at this point, the guy was like, eh, eh. they say they are fetish women in Lagos. Now I know. I took off my shoes, and I started quoting scripture. And I said, the Bible says that wherever it is, our feet tread, we take possession. Adidipo and Timitope have taken possession. was at this point, I said, how much? <laughs> and you know the place that I said we had just got? Maybe this was a quarter. That was a quarter of what was mentioned. The fear to even call my husband. But you know what I said when I called him? I said, Dipo, I think we found our house. And I'm sure what was running through his mind was, what we paid for is not a house. <laughs> yeah. 
said, I think we found our home. Then I knew the next question that was coming. How much? But I think I quickly dropped the phone. <laughs> But he, even he was a little terrified when he heard. But what I want to tell you tonight is that I cannot guarantee you that I understand the mathematics because it cannot make sense. Still does not make sense. But what one can do Two will do it in a heartbeat. Because all of a sudden, what you draw, when you know that you are incapable of doing something, what you draw on is supernatural power. And when you and your intended, when you and your partner, when you, business partner, life partner, when you, that roommate, you hold hands and you pray, something supernatural is able to happen. Because in the next three months after that, every time we held hands to pray, we knew that we were drawing and pulling from somewhere that didn't have a physical location. Yeah. And so when God told the children of Israel to go plunder, because when the Bible says that the wealth of the heathen will be transferred to you, that transfer, you can see it as, well, Diamond Bank to Stambik IBTC. But what I need you to understand is that everything that you require to make your life sweet, beautiful, long, God has made it available to you to draw. But if you don't have Wi-Fi, or the frequency is come see, come sir, you will hear sometimes, all right, and you'll take a step and get stuck. But the benefit of having two is that, you know what? When there's downtime on your battery, the other person can, what's it called? No. Hotspot you. Yeah. I know how many times I have required to be hot-spotted. I know how many times I have required, not from anybody else, but from the one who I call my husband, to energize me. I had an incident. It's a week ago now. And it had never happened to me. And so many people here had to start praying. And everyone was saying, call 911. But I knew that I served a God. But energy failed me. I needed someone to carry me spiritually. And all that I required was that call to my husband. And full blast, I heard what my brain needed to hear, what my ears needed to hear, what every organ on the inside of me needed to hear to get whole. Yeah. Who are you with? And are you able to do anything with that person that you're with? 
Who are you with that doesn't understand that one plus one is not two? Who are you still with that you're not working exploits? If it looks logical to you, then it's not supernatural. If your cognitive mind and your articulate mind can look at it and process it from beginning to the end, you're working naturally. I want us to get up this night. I want us to begin to pray. If you're the, with the person that you're dating, I want you to hold that person's hand. If you have a love interest here, don't be shy. Because once again, it's supernatural. God bless you. Go and find that person and hold the person's hand. Hey, who wants to run? I want to run. And I want to run on kingdom principle. Where I look at the things that I want to achieve and I know, oh my God, this is beyond me. There are times when you look at something and you're like, I can't do it. But when the person beside you says, we can. Bless my life with the person who can make me run, Lord. Bless my destiny with the one who can make me do exploits, Lord. Father, let the one who will multiply my life, multiply my output, find me, Lord. I also don't want you to forget that sometimes you are with that one. But little fights, little issues, the enemy will come at you with things. And that is why the Bible says that we should not be in denial that the enemy is working. He sees what you can do together. He sees what you can do together. Don't be unaware of the devices. The way the enemy cuts you short. Don't be ignorant. See what the enemy is trying to do for what it is that he's doing. And rise above it. I want you, because there's supernatural power available in the house today. Start to call the things that you want. Start to call the one that you want. Today is not about finding the guy that is tall, dark, and handsome. Sometimes what your destiny requires is bigger than that. Sometimes what your life requires is more than that. Tonight I need you to recognize that when you are teamed with the wrong person, you are stagnant for the rest of your life. When you look at the marriages around you that aren't working, it's because they are not working in unison. This is one of the re reasons why we cannot, as a church, afford to make a mistake. 
begin to pray. Lord, I will not make a mistake. Because I have you by my side, I will not make a mistake. I cannot make a mistake. Now begin to pray for energy in the spirit. The kind of energy that is required for inference. For you to hear clearly, distinguish exactly what God is saying. What he's saying per time, what he's saying per minute, what he's saying per second. Look at David at one point. He says, should I go? And the Lord said, yes. At another time, he asked, should I go again? And the Lord said, no. So many times we box God into delivering to us the way he did it the last time. But a life that is hearing constantly, you hear and you know and you can decipher what God is saying. I need you to pray in the Spirit. I need you to pray in the Spirit. All those things that you want to achieve, you can only achieve them in the Spirit. Draw on the power that is available. Draw on the power that is available because there is power available. If you do not charge those batteries and you do not connect to spiritual Wi-Fi, your navigation will be impaired. In Jesus' name. I see a few people holding hands. And I want to pray specially for them. If your better half is not here, the spirit world is even more real than the physical. Hold the hand of your man or your woman. Father, in the name of Jesus, for those who are holding hands, believing that this journey, you are the one walking with them. Father, I bring them before you and I declare that, Lord, they will not leave your sight in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, every plan that they have, every goal that has been set before them by themselves, my Father and my Lord, the speed to accomplish is what we're asking for in the name of Jesus. Right now, we are also praying for those who are standing alone with no one right now to call a partner. Because we have the ability through the power of God that resides on the inside of us. The Bible says that if that same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us, we can call anything to come forth and it will come forth. This night I stand in agreement, my Lord and my God, that everyone believing for a partner, that Jehovah, you will make ready that one that has been destined to walk this life's journey with them in the name of Jesus. Every barrier, everything that stands as a gate, everything that stands as a closed door, everything that stands as a veil this night, Heavenly Father, we come against it with the power that is in the name of Jesus. That everything that is causing them to be refused to be located, Father, we break it in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, is there any relationship in turmoil right now? Is there any relationship that is at the brink of breakup, but you want them to carry on? Father, give them a sign, Lord. 
and anyone that you want to walk away, Father, let them hear clearly that this is not designed for them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you because we have our running shoes. And we thank you because in friendships, we will do exploits. In business, as partners, we will do exploits. As members of same family, we will do exploits. Father, we glorify your name because you have spoken tonight. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.